0: Hey guys, welcome to The Voice of the Nation's broadcast. I'm your host, Carrie B. I'm glad that you could tune back in on this hour as we continue in our lesson study on the Holy Spirit in creation. We're speaking about the Holy Spirit in creation, not just the creation of the heavens and the earth, but the creation of mankind and the very important part that the Holy Spirit of God plays in our life. And, uh, I want us to go over some scriptures once again, and so we can just get a clear understanding who the Holy Spirit is, because you need the Holy Spirit like never before in times like these. Let's take a look at Job, the 33rd uh, chapter of Job, the fourth verse, Job 33 and 4. It says, the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. A life comes from the Almighty and from His breath from His Spirit. His Spirit gives life. Job 34, 14-15, through 15, it says, If it were His intentions, and He withdrew His Spirit and breath, all humanity would perish together and mankind would return to the dust. Uh, this is just the grace of the Lord, that every day that we wake up, that we have this uh, life that God has allowed us to live. We have His air that we breathe. We have a place to lay our heads. We have mobility of our limbs. And it's just a blessing. And it's all by uh, the workings of God uh, through his Holy Spirit. Let me read it again. If it were his intentions, if God wanted to, he could withdraw his spirit and his breath and all humanity would perish together and mankind would die or either just return to the dust. So we're thankful. I think every day, that you wake up. You should give God thanks and praise and you should just tell Him how much you love Him and you appreciate Him. This is the Holy Spirit in Creation Part 3. Psalms 104 and 30 says, You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. When you send forth your spirit, they are created. The creative power of the Holy Spirit what an awesome God he is. He is God, just like Jesus is God and the Father is God. He is God. There are not three gods. it's one God. There's three different ways he manifests himself as it relates to the Trinity. Psalms 139, 7 through 8, it says, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I send to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. doesn't make any difference where I go. You are there. I cannot hide from your presence. There's nowhere I can go. If I go to the mountains, you're there. If I go to the valley, you're there. If I go to the depths of the sea, you're there. You're everywhere because your spirit is everywhere. You're omnipresent. You're everywhere at the same time. And so we're thankful that no matter if we in some very dark times in our life, it's good to know that God is there. He may not feel like He's there, but it's in those times when He's carrying you. He has you wrapped up in His arms, and He's keeping you safe. 1 John 5 and 7 says, and I've uh, read this before, but let me say it again. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. The word is Jesus. He's the manifested word of God. So the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Psalms 104 29, it says, You hide your face, and they are troubled. You take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. If you hide your face, we are in trouble, God. Isn't it great to have a Father? Is always looking after us. No matter where we are, he's always watching. And I believe that the closer relationship you have with the Lord, the greater blessings it opens you up to, the greater protection you have, the greater knowledge you have. Sometimes you don't know what to pray for. Sometimes you don't know where the enemy is lying and wait. And when you get close to the Lord, he reveals things to you. He shares things with you. He lets you know, don't make this turn. Don't go that way because the enemy is lying in wait. And that's why it's so important to be close to your father, just like you're close, hopefully, to your earthly parents. It's also good to be close to your heavenly father because he knows all things. He knows the very secrets of your heart. He knows your desires. He knows your wants. And the closer that you get with the Lord, the more he shares and the more he comforts and the more he cuddles you. And I'm thankful for that. Genesis, um, the sixth chapter, the third verse says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. Now, when we look at the word strive, it means to struggle or fight vigorously. Um, That's one context in which it's used. And another is to try very hard to do something or to make something happen. When you're striving to be better, when you're striving to finish school, when you're striving to try to open up a new business, it means that you're trying hard to do something or to make something happen, especially for a long time or against Difficult circumstances. So it's two or three ways that this word is used. The Lord said, "I'm not going to strive with man. I'm not going to fight with man always." And this is one of the reasons why the lifespan span of man was shortened, because back in that time uh, there was so much sin. Um, the the uh, That's the reason why the earth was destroyed, because of the amount of sin that was in the earth, that all of the thoughts were continually evil and wicked. And that's why he told uh, Noah to build an ark, and he destroyed the world. So he said, I'm not going to always fight with you. Your lifespan is going to be cut. And at that time, um, Methuselah and some of the others, they were 900 and some years old. I think Methuselah was right around 969, 959, somewhere up in there. So the lifespan started to shorten because of the sin that was on man's life. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, because we're speaking about the Holy Spirit in creation. We're also speaking about the gift of the Holy Spirit in us and the greatness of the Holy Spirit when he comes upon us and what he does. You know what? A lot of things that you would do If you did not have the Holy Spirit working in your life, Holy Spirit in the background saying, uh, daughter, don't do that. Son, don't do that. Just let it go. Don't say that. Don't react in that way. Always that gentle voice. It it is the gentleness of the Holy Spirit that is so great. And I can see why uh, when Jesus was being baptized by John, how God allowed the spirit to descend uh, like a dove because the dove is a gentle uh, bird and the Holy Spirit is gentle. He's not going to push you. He's always speaking to you in a soft way. He's always. And, and that's such a blessing because, you know, the world beats you down enough. Uh, the world criticizes you and yells at you and, um, dishonest you enough and God is not going to do that his gentle love is the way that he wins your heart and uh I don't know about you but I'm thankful for that so let's look at Ephesians the fourth chapter because we're going over a lot of scriptures and we're going to be studying about the gifts of the spirit but I need to lay this foundation about who the precious holy spirit is and you know there are some circles Where you can't say the Holy Spirit You have to say Holy Spirit the whole time Holy Spirit this and Holy Spirit that I don't know why I never found out but there's some churches You can't say the Holy Spirit They get angry You have to say Holy Spirit No it's not the Holy Spirit It's Holy Spirit What? The Bible says the Holy Spirit The Bible says the Spirit of Truth The Bible says the Holy Ghost So why am I not going to say it? Hell no. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 21st to the 32nd verse. Let's take a look at it. And it says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. The writer is saying, since you have heard about the master, about the savior who he is, what he has done for you. Throw off your old sinful nature. That old sinful nature was the nature that you and I had before we accepted the Lord. It was a nature that connected us to darkness. It was a nature that connected us to Satan. It was a nature that was filled with evil and lust and hatred and jealousy and wrath. It was full of everything evil because we had the sin nature of Satan. And so the writer is saying, throw it off. Don't put it on. When you wake up in the morning, don't put on the old man, the old nature, the old way that you used to do things, the old way that you used to react. Someone gets you mad. You curse them out. Someone gets you mad. You get your knife or gun. Someone gets you mad. You tell them about their mama. Someone gets you mad. Run them over. That's the old man. That's the old nature. You're supposed to walk in the newness of life we have a new nature we have to walk in the spirit we have to walk in the nature that we have the only way we can we can do it is that we have to get this word and we have to apply this word to our life we have to make our bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto the lord which is our reasonable service or our responsibility it is your responsibility not anyone else's To make your body conform to the Word. To make your body walk in the power of God's Spirit. You have to do it. Because if you don't, you will not have power. You will not be able to hear from the Lord. You will not have divine revelation that God is pouring out in your life. You will not be able to pray right. You will not be able to fast long. You will not be able to study the word because you're sleeping, you're tired. You have to throw off the old man with its lusts and its desires because it's always warring, fighting against the spirit, that old flesh. And when it's speaking about the flesh, the flesh is dead without the spirit. It's speaking about the old spirit, that old spirit that's in the body, still in the body, connected to the flesh. Uh, it wants to rise up and it wants to do its own thing. It never wants to do anything good and productive. It never wants to do anything pleasing to God. Never. And that's why we have to walk in the Spirit. So the writer is saying, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. What did you used to do before you got saved? You shouldn't be wanting to do that any longer. Or uh, if you want to do it, um, you shouldn't fulfill those desires. There are times I want to do things in the flesh but I'm not. Because those that walk in the flesh. You know they're going to die. If you live according to the flesh. The Bible says you're going to die. And that's when you don't feel the power. And the presence of God. When you're in the flesh. And you'd be like where's God. Well God just back back a little bit. Because you're walking in the flesh. And so the writer is saying that. Put off the old man. That former way of life. Is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, the 23rd verse, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Now look at what the Holy Spirit is doing. The Holy Spirit is renewing your thoughts, your attitudes. It's working through your soul that you're thinking the right thoughts and you're saying the right things and you're acting the right way. That comes by the grace of Of the Holy Spirit living in you. The Holy Spirit is always working on your life. He is. And you have to get to the place where you recognize his voice. Because you're always going to hear at least three voices. Your voice. God's voice. And the devil's voice. You need to be able to decipher. Comprehend. Which one is speaking. Because depending on who you answer to. It's depending on what you're going to receive in an hour. So the Spirit renews your thoughts and your attitudes. It says, Put on your new nature, created to be like God. This is a new living translation. Truly righteous and holy. Put on. When you get up in the morning time, just like you put on your clothes to go about your day. You have to put on the Holy Spirit. You have to put on the new man, I should say. That new way of life. If you were acting uh, like a clown on yesterday. Well, today you should be acting different. Because the Holy Spirit has spoken to you and say, you know, you messed up yesterday. You didn't you didn't act right because we're representatives of Christ. We are the body of Christ in this earth. And so when we're doing things that are wrong. It makes our Savior look bad. You call yourself a Christian. You just did this. Well, I shouldn't have done that. Repent of it and do better. We all have made mistakes. We all get angry at times. And when it's pointed out, okay, you know what? I didn't say that right. I didn't treat him right. I didn't treat her right. Let me go back and do it again. Let me apologize. Let me repent. And let me step forward. Put on your new nature. Put it on. Walk in it. Create it to be like God. Truly righteous and holy. Righteous and holy is that new nature. Now, I love that. I love the way that's worded. Your nature is righteous and holy. Your nature is in your spirit. Within your spirit, you have the nature of God. If you can get to the place where you're in the word continually, you are drenched in the word of the Lord. You are soaked in his presence. You won't sin as much as you would do or you would sin less and less every day, I should say. You don't have to sin when you're saved. Every person sins when they're drawn away with their own lust and enticed. You sin by choice when you accept the Lord. Before you get saved, you don't have a choice because you're under power of darkness. But the Bible said the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. When you accept Christ, the law of sin and death has been broken from off of your life. And now you're walking or you're running and you're living in the power of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's the difference. When you're in that spirit, you are unstoppable. The only way you slip from doing what you're supposed to be doing is you go back to the old nature. And that's something bad. And it says, so stop telling lies, stop lying. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all parts of the same body. You know, you have some people that are just compulsive liars. They lie so good that you know they lie, but you you can kind of believe what they're saying. <laughs> it's like, is he telling the truth today? No, they're still lying. Because a liar will always lie. A liar would always exaggerate more than it actually is. But the Lord said, stop lying. Stop lying to your neighbor. Tell the truth. Praise God. We are all part of the same body. 26 verse, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. You know, it's, it's all right to be angry, but the Bible says sin not. Be angry, but sin not. When you're getting into sin while you're angry, it's a bad thing. It is something that God frowns on. But you can be angry and sin not. Jesus was angry uh, when they were selling stuff in the temple. And he went and he started whipping hiney in the temple. He was angry, but he didn't sin. Because you can get to the place where you're so angry, now you, you, you're getting in the flesh, really. And now you're sinning. But it says, um, so don't let sin be, uh, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let this anger, this spirit control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. If, if, if you let the sun go down while you're still angry, it has control over you. If you have uh, made someone mad, just get it out of your heart. Talk about it. Sometimes it's good to just get it released by speaking about what is troubling you. And I think once we do that, then uh, we can really walk in the power of the Lord. And uh, I hope this teaching uh, on the Holy Spirit and creation is really opening up your eyes to this precious gift of God. This precious gift that he's given us to reside in us and live through us and we live through him. And uh, I'm, I'm so thankful. Uh, once again and we're going to continue in this lesson this is voice over nations broadcast vinyl radio carrie b be back with you soon for part four take care hey guys the voice over nations broadcast is back on the air this is carrie B, your host and uh, I have been teaching about the Holy Spirit in creation. This is part four. This is a powerful teaching about the third person of the Godhead, the Trinity. And that is the precious Holy Spirit. He is not an it. He is God. He has a personality. Um, he was in creation with the creation of the worlds and also of man. And we want to just learn a little bit more about him. And I left off with Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And let's let's again uh, take a look at uh, the 26th verse of Ephesians 4, 26. It says, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Don't go to bed angry. Someone made you mad. Just get in the presence of God and repent. Pray for them. Release it. Because sin lies in the bosom of fools. And you don't want to be a fool in this hour. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Most of us know that firsthand. Anger gives a foothold to the devil. Anger allows the enemy come in. And once he comes in and he works through anger in your life, he's bringing other spirits with him. Um, I mean, anger can get to the place Um, where it develops into hatred and then to murder. And we don't want that to happen. How many people do things because they have a spirit of anger operating through them? They beat their wives. They abuse their children. They beat the parents, some of them, because they have an anger that is uncontrollable. And once they get to the place, they start beating. The next thing you know, they murdered someone and they may not have even meant to do it but their anger has gotten the best of them so don't let anger get a foothold in your life if you're a thief quit stealing so the writer is saying get from out of the flesh start operating in the spirit if you're a thief stop stealing quit stealing instead use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need Don't go around stealing stuff that doesn't belong to you. Breaking into folks' houses, into cars, taking things without permission. You're a thief. Go to work. Use your hands. Use your brain. Make a living that is honest. That is what is being said. If you are a thief, stop stealing. 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let me stop right there. There are some people that have really foul mouths, really profanity-laced mouths. It's almost every sentence that they speak is filled with some um, abusive, debauchery type of just nasty, cursing, profanity language. I cannot stand to be around someone with a foul mouth. I cannot stand it. That's one of my pet peeves is to say, I I don't like um, all of that nasty profanity um, and cursing and so forth. Abusive language, foul language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. When you're speaking, let your words uh, bring edification Let your words build others up, not tear them down. Let your words mean something, Uh, because as I said before, you are a representative of the Lord. You are the flesh, if you will, of Christ in this earth. We are the body and members in particular. And we're supposed to represent our Father. We're supposed to represent our kingdom. And we're supposed to represent our Savior, the Holy uh, uh, Jesus. And also the Holy Spirit. So, if you're not doing that, you're dishonoring the calling that's on your life. Don't use foul language, abusive language. Don't say things that think they're funny. And you're disrespectful uh, in front of children, in front of older saints. Just no honor at all. Say anything, anything. Even say it in a church. That's not the person that you want to be around, because when judgment comes upon them, you don't want to be near them. But speak words of encouragement. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. You can bring sorrow. And I told you, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit by the way you live living. If you're shacking up, you're living in sin. You're committing adultery or fornication. You're lying. You're deceiving. You're stealing. You're living in anger and hatred and racism and bitterness. Um, you're living a lie because you're saying you're something that you're actually not. You're deceptive. You are a wolf in sheep's clothing. You're doing things that are not pleasing. You're doing all these things of the flesh. You are grieving the Holy Spirit. It's, it saddens Him. It hurts Him. He has a personality. He has a heart. It grieves Him just like you would grieve your parents when you are not doing right, when you're not living the type of life that they see that you're capable of living. It's the same way with God. He has high plans for you and high expectations. He will not allow you to walk any kind of way you want to walk and live any kind of way you want to live. And He not correct you about it. He will. Those that He loves, He chastens. Because when you're doing these things, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, how do you think the Holy Spirit is feeling? When you're cursing someone out or when you're doing some lustful stuff, are you strung out in some type of bondage that you don't have to be strung out on? How do you think that makes them feel when you're unforgiven, when you have hatred in your heart for others? When you're a hypocrite, when you are slanderer, how do you think that makes them feel? He doesn't feel good about it. And what happens is you grieve him in the process of living in sin. Remember, he has identified you as his own. Who? Holy Spirit, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. When you accept Christ as your Savior, the precious Spirit of God seals your spirit. Now listen, when you accept Christ as your Savior, before you can sin, your, the Holy Spirit seals your spirit so that sin cannot enter into your spirit. Now sin can affect your flesh, but as it re- relates to your spirit, sin can not enter in just like that. Because if it was possible, then if sin was able to enter in right then, then you would be spiritually dead all over again. And Christ is not dying anymore. That's why you seal with the redemption of power. You seal with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. he, He has wrapped you almost like you take a cellophane wrap or a Ziploc bag and you put something in it and you seal it and you put it in the refrigerator you have been sealed to protect you now we all sin we all fall short of the glory of god but the sin does not enter into your spirit because if it does you are spiritually dead all over again now do i believe once saved always saved no i don't but I don't believe that the process of, uh, of of losing salvation happens just like that. There's some that believe that you uh, can never lose your salvation. <clears throat> That's not true. And I have scriptures to back that up. One of the scriptures is just take, for instance, if when the mark of the beast comes around and you're saved and uh, or you get saved after the church's raptor, rapture, whatever, you get saved. And uh, they say that those that... Uh, will not be able to buy a sale unless they have the mark of the beast. And just say, for instance, you, you you need supplies for your family, you need food, you need medical, you need whatever, but you save, And you say, well, I'm going to take this mark. Uh, God knows my heart. Well, if you take that mark, you're going to lose your salvation because the mark of the beast is going to change your DNA and you will no longer be human. And so your salvation is out the window. So don't let anyone fool you saying once saved, always saved. is not. I believe you could spend a lifetime sinning and still have your salvation. Who knows what the point, the breaking point is with God when you have become a reprobate, a reprobate in his presence. Uh, when you're reprobate, reprobate, you're in trouble, you know, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think the scripture says the only sin that you will not be forgiven uh, of is the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. You get to the place where you just reject Christ, you reject him, you save. saved. Uh, there's a f- famous preacher uh, in America. He uh, had a very powerful ministry, doing great things in the kingdom. Uh, great orator, great uh, 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 teacher, Greek and Hebrew. I mean, just to break the scriptures down, could sing and preach and so forth. Many people loved him. And then he started, he got on a false doctrine where he started saying that there is no hell. And uh, started saying that uh, God uh, started doing gay marriages and different stuff. And, you know, he, went out, he just got away from the word of God. And people tried to tell him, tried to tell him, tried to tell him. And he wouldn't change. And he still won't change. Well, he's moving on a path of reprobate. He's moving down a path where the Holy Spirit is being blasphemed. Because the spirit, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And when you start going down that road and you don't change, it's up to God. Only he knows when the the breaking point is. I don't know. But I know he has gone far astray. And they kicked him from off of television, many ministries that he was connected to. And he was connected to every major ministry in the United States. And when he started preaching all of that stuff that's against the word of God saying there's no hell and uh, the gay rights he supports and all of that well he's paying the price for it now and and prayerfully he'll change Uh, but he's not the same man as he was he's bitter, he's angry because they all live his side and so he's been blinded by this deception from um, the forces of darkness and he's grieving the Holy Spirit And let me read that 30th verse again because it's so important. And I love the way, and I think this is a new living translation, the way it spells it out. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Don't let your lifestyle be in such a way where every day you wake up the Holy Spirit is grieved because you're not living your fullest potential. You have so much capabilities, but you're living below your means as a king and as a priest. Remember, He has identified you as His own. You have been chosen as His own. There's a mark on you in the realm of the Spirit that says you belong to God. You've been sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. There's a seal on you that says that you belong to God. This is mine. Almost like a person would have a ring on their finger uh, saying that they're married. That ring signifies you can't touch this. I belong to someone else. Now, in today's society, a rain doesn't really mean anything to people that are thirsty for others, if you know what I mean. But it should. When you see a rain, you say, "You should say, oh, okay, well, you're not single. <laughs> Amen. So you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. And then it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Get rid of all bitterness. You're bitter. You're bitter about the way you were treated, the lack of love you may have gotten from your family. You're bitter because of your last relationship. You're angry. You you hear some women say all men are the same, all of them dogs because someone treated them bad. You hear men say, I don't trust no woman while you sleeping? they're thinking bitter, angry, rage, always speaking harsh words, never build up. You're continually tearing down slander. Slander is one of the worst things that we can do. Slander someone's character and all types of other evil behavior. They're connected to this. These are spirits that bring these different things, and it will cause you to fall if you're not careful. The word of the Lord saying, "Get rid of it." Then, at the thirty-second verse, it says, "Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, tender love, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you." Be tender and loving and kind and long-suffering to each other get rid of hatred and malice and jealousies and envies and stripes and wraths and bitterness get rid of all of these types of evil behavior because if you're connected with God, if you have the DNA of God in your spirit there's a certain type of way you're supposed to act there's a certain type of way you're supposed to live when someone sees you in society, they should be able to know by the way you act, that is a believer. That is a son of God. That's a daughter of God. I can tell by the way they act. That's a preacher right there. I know what I can just I don't have to say anything to him. I know that that's a minister. Why? Because there's something exuding from out of your spirit that's bringing a change to your body and it's affecting people around you. They can see something on your life and sometimes people can see things on you that you cannot see yourself. Sometimes they can see a mist and a glory and an aura on your life that's just bright and glorious. And you're thinking, why are you looking at me? Why do you keep looking at me? I'm looking at you because something is on you. And that's when you have lived that light and it's so pleasing to the Lord. now the Holy Spirit, now the Word of God, Christ, now the Father is being released throughout your life. And you're being poured out to them as a drink offering. Come and drink of what I have because it is the goodness of the Lord. I think every day of our life, we should live away in such a way that someone, because there's always someone in, is in need that you're going to come in contact with. They can, you can walk in their presence and that spirit of heaviness just lifts from over of their life because they're in your presence. Now that's awesome and that's powerful, but that is what is needed in this hour. That is what we need because the Holy Spirit is creating in you something glorious and something beautiful the Holy Spirit is creating so much power and so much grace on your life all you have to do is walk in it all you have to do is put off the old man and walk in the newness of life whatever you are learning learn it to the point way you have brought about change in your life. That's why it's so important to read the Word of God and be in the presence of God because all of that meanness. You know, you have some mean Christians. They're just mean. Just mean and nasty. You can't even look at them. And they're always quoting scriptures. How can you be quoting scriptures But your heart is quoting something else. These sayings can't be. Walk the walk. Talk the talk. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be fake and phony. If you need deliverance, get delivered. Sometimes you have to do self-deliverance. Sometimes you can't stand your own self. Sometimes you know you have faults. No no one has to tell you this. You know it. Just do (laughs) self-deliverance. Just go and lay in the presence of God and say, Lord, I need some work done on me. Just strip all of this old meanness and bitterness off of my life. I've been bitter all my life. I know a family, um, Everybody in their family almost is bitter. Mean. Well, they're not saved, though. They're not Christians. but They're still mean. The granddaddy was mean. The daddy mean. The uncle's mean. The daughter mean. All of them mean. Hateful. Don't smile at all. Ready to chew your head off. What a way to live. Guys, I hope this was a blessing. Speaking about the Holy Spirit and creation, this is Voice of Nations, Vonnie Radio, Carrie V. Talk to you soon. Be blessed. <music>